Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So Joe Biden's a Republican and Cory Booker cares about the Constitution? Let's hit rewind and decode the Democrat debates. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. This week, a couple of big things dominated the news cycle. Well, I should say the Democrat debates dominated the news cycle. But for me, the much, much, much more important story, I could not even figure out the search term to get the basics of the story, which is Trump signed this insanely huge budget with an insanely huge deficit that is going to add to our debt that has reached a very significant marker. The first time, maybe the... Maybe the second time ever, but certainly the first time since World War II, our national debt exceeds our GDP. So the debt to GDP ratio is greater than one or greater than 100%. It's unsustainable. It's crazy. And I think about that, uh, something I shared with, with on the show recently, but somebody shared with me. It was when MacArthur and JFK got together. MacArthur, I believe it was MacArthur, was really old and JFK was president. And MacArthur said, the thing that is the strength of our country is the economy. That's what our our defense is. It's the economy. And I think Eisenhower said the same thing. So when I see a national debt that is that will destroy us economically, I think it's treason. So that's not everybody wants to talk about debt and budgets. I don't know why it gets me so crazed, but I am going to talk about it. I'm going to give you some math later, just some numbers. I'm not even going to make you do math. You'll be shocked at the numbers. But that's the that's the serious stuff. That's the stuff that it's hard to find. So I'll give it I'll, I'll we'll we'll do some more fun stuff in the meanwhile, which Well, I think it's fun because it's like a puzzle. It's decoding. So the Democrat debates, if you my guess is most of the people who are listening right now did not watch them. And I, of course, would not have watched them. It's basically unbearable, very close to unbearable. I have to watch it on. I think I got it up to one point seven five times speed on YouTube that. But I watch it because there's a couple of pieces of information in it that are important to us. One is what what is all the posturing and theater for? Because there's a lot of posturing, there's a lot of scripting, there's a lot of role playing, and there's a reason for it. I don't think it is simply to beat Trump. It might not be to beat Trump at all. It might be to arrange certain campaign styles or to set things up in a certain way, but even that to me has a a purpose that's meant to influence our opinions of things, our emotions. So the theater part of it 
has information that's important to us. And then there's also an element of the ideas and ideology and agenda that they're pushing and they're using this platform in a kind of back and forth theatrical environment that keeps people a little bit engaged with the drama and the emotions to they use that open forum, the forum that opens your mind to insert ideas, either new ideas or old ideas to inject talking points. So when you hear Andrew Yang, what am I doing here? Well, I said to my wife, gosh, darn it, I'm worried. You know, it's like, "Mm, I don't think you're worried about, you might be worried. I have no idea, but you are there to introduce into the mind of the public, particularly maybe young people or naive people or people who are new to the game or aren't very versed in the nitty gritty that robots are taking jobs. Therefore, we need to give everyone a universal basic income. That's the idea that he exists in the public arena this year in this context to transmit into your brain. And there's a few things like that in this in the debates that so my overall impression of Joe Biden was two things. He's meant to sound like a bumbling idiot. And we will play some of those clips, which I have to give credit to my producer Binkley for pointing out that Mueller was deliberately meant to be a bumbling idiot because he's supposed to feed into this prejudice against older people, part of the age dialectic that I think was launched with Parkland. So, Binkley, kudos to you on on picking out that the age dialectic was part of what Biden was was is there to do. Thank you. And happy <laughs> birthday to you. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I don't normally work on my birthday, but uh, I couldn't resist. There's well, so much this doesn't stuff. feel like work. No, this this particular sometimes it does. So I'm going <laughs> to stay away from any of the topics that really break my heart, and we're going to keep it light. And oh, I want to do something. I have I have a favor to ask. If anybody wants to wish me well or to give me my birthday wish, this is what I want to do. So. We all know, I think, well, I've got a few recent comments people remember, and I talk about it nonstop because it really bummed me out. I got purged from WordPress. I got dinged because of the Parkland thing, my insights into what happened and what was going to happen as a result of the Parkland story last year, that uh, my YouTube video, one of them got taken down. I got a strike, and I basically stopped posting there. And you have said that our stuff gets demonetized. Like as, as soon, soon as it's it. uploaded, right? Just about. Well, so, the monetization gets limited. Yeah. So Google does not prevent my handicapped child from getting dark themed, suicide themed, sexual themed autoplay videos queued up after he's trying to watch literally a My Little Pony thing. My husband was worried about my son who has Down syndrome and is a teenager watching My Little Pony until he saw what like Up Next was. And then he was like, please stick to My Little Pony, but we cannot figure out how to limit it like that. So YouTube doesn't care about that stuff, but really got mad when I bullied, bullied Sheriff Israel. That is what they, that was the the term of service that they claim I violated. So I decided that I was going to do something fun for me and something that I consider to be like borderline, you know, I, I love to make craft cocktails. That's my hobby. 
but I am hyper vigilant about not overdoing it. I realize that's a dangerous thing to play with this kind of stuff. I think free speech is a good that they should want to promote, but they suppress that, and there's no chance on earth they're going to suppress my fantastic cocktail videos. They are probably going to put it in my son's autoplay, which is not what I want. <laughs> but uh, but I, if I'm going to start making these videos if I can get enough subscribers on my YouTube channel, which has kind of been dormant, but uh, I'm going to reboot it and rejuvenate it. So if you go, I, I actually put it on my Twitter at Monica Perez Show. I put it on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, Facebook, or you can just go to YouTube and look, uh, search Monica Perez, find my YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel. And I want to get, I'm going to set a very modest goal i want a thousand subscribers i think that's what i need to monetize it right Binkley? that's correct you think that's correct at this time okay so let's start let's start please let's see if we can get to a thousand subscribers for my youtube video uh my youtube channel by the end of this show i rarely do promotions so i'm gonna just do it now um as a birthday present to myself and uh and uh, another birthday present to myself is going to be some of the hilarious clips oh my gosh how fast can I get a clip? I'll have to wait till after the break. I want. I love your uh, what you think Gillibrand's slogan should be. Oh yeah, I have to have that. So well, let's do that after the break. We'll have. I think that's clip four. Uh, so yeah, so we've got these funny little themes emerging. Biden is playing the doddering idiot, but he's also a Republican. I don't know if if everybody caught that. Did you catch that, Binkley, or did you, did I? Did Biden you just... is the stand-in for. The Trump Republican in these debates. I think he's. I think it's not even the Trump Republican. Like you can say he plays the role as right. Trump, but but that's the racist Biden thing. The Republican thing, it's like a an old man thing, like an old white guy thing, which is not Trump's persona. It's and, yeah. yeah. With the busing, he was talking about states' rights over federal rights. The, like not this round, but the very first the first round, round yeah. of the debates. Yeah, I missed that, but. I, I now um that's completely consistent with my impression of how he is being portrayed in this and it's so funny cuz it sounds like an old coot and uh he doesn't know, obviously doesn't know how to use the internet I mean the clips that we picked uh I think are really funny like I I and like with the Mueller thing as soon as I started seeing people like is this guy senile I thought definitely playing a role there's no way you get this they they really craft that image it's like they want to deposit it directly inside your cerebellum whatever they just want it in there just in inject it in there and you're not supposed to like see the mechanism you don't want to see the strings but we see the strings and 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 then it's fun and funny but people are like this is serious stuff and like it's it, it's actually tragic so if you don't laugh you're gonna cry well, tragedy is comedy. Oh, that's that's too deep for me, man. Too deep for this I, time of day. <laughs> I just don't have that, like, what is it? It's the, I think I'm, like, highly right-brained. What's the math thing? I have no idea. All right, I think I'm, no, I'm super left-brained. And the right brain is the creative stuff, which I have none of. This is the most creative thing I do. I just analyze the news, the debt. Like, that's my most creative outlet. It's like, oh, I have this insight into the debt. Are there a bunch of mathematicians in the left brain and a bunch of artists in the right well, brain? The way, works? The, yes. The way I remember it is that I'm, like, hyper right-handed and your left brain, like, I can't do anything with my left hand. So <laughs> the left brain dominates the right side and clearly, like, 
you know, like three quarters of my brain is left. <laughs> Don't think of that in a political sense, but it's just the way, the way, you know, maybe it's a trick of science. They call it that, but it has nothing to do with reality. How do I know? Ever kind of, kind of brain out and touch it and see what, which hand moves. All right. We are really getting off track. <laughs> so let's, let's take a break and then we're going to come back. And I absolutely have to see here, uh, Binkley's idea for Gillibrand's, Slogan in her own words, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. They think they control the galaxy. I disagree. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. So, Binkley, how how are we going to do? Let's hear your suggested slogan of Gillibrand in her own words. Definitely not impossible. Just that cracks me up because that was definitely not impossible. (laughs) That's good. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. So my husband, my husband, my son. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. I actually really want that. (laughs) My when my son was in the hospital, we he has Down syndrome, so he has a. He has a very straightforward sense of humor. So they had Dumb and Dumber in the cabinet, which I don't even know if it's like appropriate for kids. It was a pediatric ward, but we were watching it. And it's, it has that line, which I love, where he's like, what are the odds of you going out with me? And she's like, a million to one. And he says, so I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not impossible. <laughs> Optimist. Yes, yes, yes. That's just my. Can I hear it one more time? Definitely not impossible. <laughs> Gillibrand running for president. So, oh, another thing. Do we have time for the other one? Um, can I just throw stuff at you? The one that she did in the beginning, uh, clip number three. This is important. I, we'll play the clip and then I'll tell you why it's important. I have to pull that one up. Yes, yeah, oh, sorry. I didn't give anybody. Me that nothing's impossible. She spent two generations organizing women in upstate New York. My mother taught me nothing's impossible. She was one of only three women in her law school class and worked with gay couples for basic rights. If you want to get something done, just tell me it's impossible. So here's the thing about her, though. It is crazy to me that she would bring up her grandmother organizing women in upstate New York because... Her father was a, a lawyer for the Nexium cult, which I believe was in upstate New York. So he also organized women. Who also organized women, and it was it was and and her stepmother was a member of the cult. And one of the people, they were really high level people, were involved in this. Uh, Nancy Salzman, the Bronfman women were part of it, but Nancy Salzman pled guilty. Uh, to one of the charges, racketeering conspiracy. So did that Allison Mack. Uh, but Salzman admitted to keeping a slave locked in her room for two years. I mean, it's really, it's a crazy one for her to bring up. Anyway, wow. give me a call. Tweet at me at Monica Perez. Show. Monica Perez. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. And one thing that I think is a serious threat to our liberty is every single person on the Democrat stage 
but probably also on the Republican stage. And when I see the debt that they have in store for us with the latest budget, uh, a great bipartisan effort praised far and wide. Finally, we can come together. You know, of course, they always come together. I, I coined the phrase even before there was a book by almost the same name, but with a different meaning, the liberal fascist center. They, I always wondered, like, why do we have to compromise at the more warfare, more welfare and instead of the neither? That's a better compromise. That's the Ron Paul compromise. So even when Trump came out saying, like he always does when he signs these ridiculous bu- budgets, oh, I had to do it. I had to do it for the military. What other way but to give them tons and tons of welfare so I could have tons and tons of warfare? There's no other way. There is another way because the military budget, which I think should be 95% of the federal budget, but I, I think the federal budget should be like $300, million, 300 billion, not four something trillion. So because the only one of the only legitimate things the government, can, federal government should and can spend money on constitutionally is the, is defense, but it has to be real defense. And uh, so when you look at this great compromise of welfare and warfare it's just a scam and they act like they're at the opposite ends of the spectrum that they're on different sides of the aisle i think that in itself is a scam but these guys are all plotting and and, and to tell you the truth as a libertarian it's not just that i that i object to the budgets and the spending because i think it's theft which it is it's I would rather burn the money. What they do with it, not just what they do with it when they invade other countries and send bombs everywhere or many, many bombs at targeted places that are no threat to our security here. But I object to their welfare spending as well and not just because it's stealing, but because it hurts not only the people they're stealing from, but the people they're targeting with the money. So I recently read an article that said families are uh, emancipating their children in order to get college aid because you can't get college aid if your parents can pay, even if they refuse to pay. And that reminded me of what happened when the welfare state came in. It's a very racist and regressive policy that demands that people's, people uh, have a single family home, single parent home in order to qualify for certain benefits. I mean, at different stages of the game, they they use this stuff for social engineering, and it is regressive. It's not progressive. So I consider these policies to be a grave threat to our liberty, our independence, our humanity, like our, our you know, the nobility of man is contingent on free will, the difference between good and evil. And these things are all a threat to that. So I care about it. And even though it's like torture to watch, if you if you watched it and you you think you have a takeaway or you want to share your impressions, give us a call. If you didn't watch it, but you know who is on the stage, do you think any of those people has a prayer of beating Donald Trump? Let us know. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. 
So my producer Binkley is uh, at the ready as always. Binkley, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so this is how where I want to start. So I, I think a lot of people did not actually listen to the Democrat debates. I think they're torture. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's psychological torture at its best. I always tell Binkley to watch Clockwork Orange. You haven't gotten to it yet, have you? I watched those debates. Is that not? <laughs> it is. When they, they had to, like, tape the guy's eyes open and force him to watch, like, scenes of gore to impair his psyche. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yes. I can't watch them in real time. I used to be able to tweet during them. But it's just they, they talk too slowly. I can't stand it. It goes on too long. If you think Joe Biden seems old now, watch it in double speed, then watch it in normal speed. This is what I do. So I always just dig right in at like one and a half times speed. And Kamala Harris was talking so slowly at one and a half times speed. I thought I must have not put it on one and a half times. And I went back and it's like she's on Quaaludes. She was on something. Yeah. And she was wearing gray. Like she's seriously putting out. She's definitely not in the running. There's no I I mean, I can't. It's to me. I was wrong about this with Trump, but I would apply the hashtag. Hashtag lose on purpose to Kamala Harris, who's there. To Kamala Knight Templar Harris, I like to call her. That's another thing. So that, I don't want to get totally (laughs) derailed onto Kamala Harris, but I do want to say what that was about. So you and I do our podcast, The Proper Propaganda Report. It's at thepropreport.com. And you had uncovered this story about Kamala Harris and her associations with, what was that guy's name? The Grand Poobah <laughs> The Grand Master of the Fraternal Masonic Order and the descendants of the First Police Department, the Knights Templar. And that is the guy who died when he was supposed to testify or is somebody That else? was the guy. The guy who worked for her was buddies with him. And that guy was pleading for Kamala Harris to help him a week before his trial, saying that there was a hit out on his life. And then he died. And these people went around California telling these police departments that they were these Masonic fraternal police department members uh, descended from the Knights Templar. And they were doing it on the authority of Kamala Harris's uh, state's attorney general office. Okay, did they really say that? Yeah, they asked, they asked does Kamala like know you're doing this? And he said, they endorse us doing this. Wow. Well, so you came up with this, and I was like, and it was just, it's too crazy. It reminds me of the Jeffrey Allen Lash story of the guy who claimed to be an alien and, like, had some really weird details of his life. He's like, I work with the government. I'm an alien hybrid. I'm about to die of some crazy disease they gave me. Uh, he said to his girlfriend, just leave me here in the gutter. Someone will come get me. And they didn't. So the story got out. But he had crazy troves of ammunition, guns, amphibious vehicles, all the stuff that was registered. It was legal. So there's some like truth to that story. And it's just a crazy story. And this reminded me of that. Just a crazy story. And I, I had to wonder, is it there and nobody and everyone's ignoring it? Or is it there lying in wait for like the avalanche of Kamala Harris bashing that I anticipate as she makes way for somebody who can more effectively carry the intersectionality banner, who I think is going to be Stacey Abrams, and I know you think so too. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so I'm waiting for the Knights Templar thing to come out. Oh, we were waiting for it. And didn't you say like, didn't you tweet text me this morning that like, oh my gosh, somebody? Did yeah, I saw yesterday it? that some progressive podcast teased to the next podcast about Kamala Harris's Knights Templar story. So we're about to get circumvented again as a story goes oh. national that we already reported. When when did you do the Kamala Harris story? This was like three or four months ago. Yeah. February. You should find the episode for people to listen to. If you give me the episode number, we can tell them. 126. What is it? Episode 126. All right. Episode 126 at com. So is the Knights Templar thing. Yeah, that happened. Like when you uncovered that audio about Stacey Abrams burning the flag and setting back the effort by 10 years of actually changing the racist flag the flag with the racist overtones to the normal flag that we have now. Uh, And the New York Times said it was attributed it to like an emerging on social media, which you can you can easily find the exact moment it emerges because, I mean, you can just search in Twitter and you see the earliest reference. But I had that audio for two and a half weeks because we were all. Yes. And I remember you were just like, I'm not doing it until we can do it on WSB. So uh, anyway, it happens. It happens. But you know what? Maybe we're better off having a low profile. (laughs) I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm really not kidding. So, um, oh, good. We Well, I would really like to hear what people say. People are calling. So we. I want to get into the funny, what I think are funny Joe Biden clips. But I do definitely want to hear what, what other people's impressions were of the debate. So I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750. 800-WSB-TALK. And Binkley, why don't you look and see if people are tweeting at Monica Perez show. We can read a tweet after we get some of these calls. Uh, I am going to go to Robert in coming. Hey, Robert, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How you doing? Go. So, yeah, what you got? Yes. Well, <laughs> you had uh, said uh, uh, about do the Democrats have a chance of winning against Donald Trump? It's all noise. They're not, they're not even going to have a chance. I've been voting since 1976. I became a voting age. And that 1984 election between Fritz Mondale and Ronald Reagan is going to look like child's play. He's going to crush him in 2020 because he's a great president. He's a can-do guy. What do you think about this debt he just signed, though, this crazy deficit? What was that? What do you think about the deficit, this crazy budget that he just signed this week? That is true. Uh, the, 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 uh, the deficit is high, uh, but it didn't begin with him. Uh, and eventually, I'm guessing, because the economy is doing so well, that the, in the, uh, uh, the private sector, it will probably start paring it down. Uh, well, I guess you have to do what you have to do sometimes when you're president. Do, uh, do, not only do the difficult, but do things that you don't necessarily want to do, but have to do. Yeah, he did say that he didn't have a choice, although Obama would not sign the budget. So he could at least, you know, he could go down with the ship in that way. But that's not his style. Uh, I do worry about the debt and the deficits, though, because it does have an impact on the economy as we have exceeded the 100 percent debt to GDP ratio. Interest rates start will start going up and we have a very low interest rate right now, like two percent on a 10 year treasury, if I'm not mistaken, which means that our interest payment on this debt is fairly low. It's like 10% of the total federal budget. It's like 400 billion or something. But if it goes up, if it if that that rate doubles in 2010, the 10 year treasury was double 
the rate that it is now. That that would be a major. I mean, that would be like an almost a billion dollars just in or a trillion dollars just in interest. So I think we're on a slippery slope here, and I really care about that. So I Trump did not get my admiration this week anyway. Uh, but yes, I don't think the Democrats are going to beat him. So I'm going to go to Mike in Marietta. Oh, Mike, make it quick. I'm hey, sorry, Mike. I got to get a break. Yeah, what do you got, Mike? Yeah, I'll give you one minute. Hey. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, it, that guy stole my thunder just a little bit. Oh. It's like, holy, holy cow, you know, when you do good, it's like, well, can't you do better? You know, it's like you ha- you got Obama's economy, and look what he did. He doubled it from every president up until him. Oh, yeah, he and doubled the debt, that's and, for sure. Well, yeah, and here's Trump that's been in uh, – he's been working things for a little better than two years, uh, and everybody uh-huh. uh, wants to know, what are you going to do with the debt? Well, my goodness, you know, look what he's already done. This is we what bothers me. Economy. Yeah, this Go is ahead. what bothers me about the debt, and uh, – is that they suspended the sequester. Remember how hard it was to get that Budget Control Act through in 2011? And Obama only did it, I think, because he wanted to win re-election. Maybe I got the timing wrong, but I think that's how it was. So we really, the Republicans really, really fought for that against Obama. But then Trump actually suspends the sequester and all the Republicans suspend the sequester. So for me, this goes to my contrary law of democracy, that it will take a Republican to do things that Republicans are worried about. Because if a Democrat does it, you fight tooth and nail against it. But as we can see, with the callers that you'll defend Trump for doing it. But to me, the debt is and the at least have a balanced budget. You don't have to pay down the debt, but you do have to have a balanced budget. Don't we actually won the sequester. Don't suspend that. See, this is not. Oh, well, he does so much and you want more. I think this is a tell that the other stuff really isn't that important and that the important stuff we're giving him a pass on. Uh, but. You know, that's just my thing. I hate the debt. So let's get to more calls after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything you do is being watched by some all-seeing eye. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I'm going straight to the phone. Steve in Peachtree City. What do you got? Monica, can you help me understand why the media is so far left liberal? I will... Be quiet and just listen to your answer. Nobody has ever explained it to me. This is what I think. I think that all that my father used to marvel at why rich people could be Democrats. He was not a rich man. He would. But I I think I figured it out. It's that they know that if all the money and the power is at the top, they can tap into it without actually earning it. So and the people who own the media companies also own oil and gas companies and a lot of other things. They have their hand in a lot of different pots and they know that if the money and the power is at the top, they can access it. It's a famous libertarian concept, political means versus economic means. The economic means of something is you add value with hard work and good ideas. The political means is you steal the value other people add, the fruits of the labors of other people. The more political means there are, the more you can steal other people's stuff. And I think that's why they do it like that. A uh, few things. Uh, Tariq is going to tell us what um, the negative impact of the debt is. He's got always got some good stuff. So I want to stay tuned for that. Maurice, 
He's going to go down the rabbit hole with the Nexium thing, so we'll we want to hear what he has to say. But it's my birthday, and I'm asking you for a present. I want you to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. I've never asked for this before, but I have big ideas, and I really need at least 1,000 subscribers, which shouldn't be too hard if everybody listening, I'd have many times that amount. So go to YouTube, find uh, search Monica Perez, and if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe and share my YouTube channel. After the break... This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.